Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you'd like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, today is Wednesday. Doug, what do you know? Well, I'm sitting here uh, responding to um, somebody on social media that has basically bought into the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I was sharing with you beforehand, again, that it's about the vaccine and and it's about the virus. And as we continue to go through this, folks, again, as believers— People who love Jesus, if you love Jesus and you come underneath his authority, okay, the vaccine or not getting the vaccine, if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, is not a moral issue. (laughs) It's not a moral issue. It may be a moral issue for you, but it's not one uh, that if, if you don't get the vaccine and I get the vaccine, well, then I should be fine then because I have the vaccine. So why am I so mad about you wanting me to get the vaccine? Because me getting the vaccine or not is not going to stop the spread of this virus. Dr. Bridal was on two weeks ago and said that very clearly. He is a virologist. The man has been studying these things and working with mRNA technology for the past 20 years. And he said, if you know, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, don't. But why do we have you, you you know, I was sharing with you, people are basically saying I'm spreading falsehood. I'm teaching lies. I'm putting uh untruths out there. Well, and the way he did it was basically that the vaccine is the blood of Christ. You know, I mean, well, he said the, the vaccines are only hope. Yeah. And that's not what have I said? You've heard me say it over and over. That only God determines mm. whether we live or die. The yeah. vaccine may or may not do anything for you. You can take the, you can get triple shotted. You can get the, the two vaccines and then the extra boost and still get COVID and die if God chooses to bring you home. Yeah. And you go, well, that's just being foolish. It's just as foolish for you to tell me how I want, I should put something into my body that I feel just as strongly as you do. But we're getting really nasty people on both sides. And I have a question for this person that wrote in, and I don't know if he listens or if he just responded to social media. But why is it that hospitals are rejecting ivermectin when other countries are using it effectively and doctors in this country are using it effectively? I I don't understand. There's a good friend of mine who's a doctor up in Tennessee who was basically told he cannot prescribe ivermectin for his Mm. patients. Why? Why? you got Dr. McCullough in Dallas who's saying it's an effective treatment. You've got Dr. Merritt, wherever she's at, I I can't say, (laughs) wherever she's at, who says it's an effective treatment. Other doctors are prescribing it. 
not the animal pace that you give your horses or your animals on the farm. I mean, that 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 is a straw argument made to not use it. Ivermectin is a good drug. And when people start spitting the narratives, most people in our country get their information from TV or from the Internet without vetting. Uh, you, you know, it, it's it's something that when when we get information, we need to be able to vet it and look for credible sources. And I'm sorry, the CDC, the NIH, the World Health Organization have not proven themselves to be reliable under this administration and even the last administration. If you don't believe me, go back and see how many times Fauci has changed course on mask and on distancing and if if I let's let's just say that I did that, you were my boss and I worked for you. I was your employee. And I told you things. We made a product and I told you things about production and I said this one day and then the next week I said something else and I you would fire me. You would absolutely fire me cuz I keep flip-flopping. And I get that coronavirus Listen, coronavirus, by the way, has been around for a while. COVID-19 hasn't, but coronavirus has been around for a while. If this was so good, why haven't they been using these procedures with the flu that's killed thousands of people every year? They've done studies on masks from the 1940s until 2018. They they don't limit significantly the spread of respiratory viruses. And one study just came out of, um, I think, the U.K., that they, they saw 10% as a reduction. So for 10%, we've mandated masks for everybody. And if you don't wear a mask, you don't love people. And that's simply not true. What are we teaching our kids because it's going to be something else down the road. When you are doing something that has a 10% effective rate, you wouldn't do that in any other realm. But we are mandating these things, and people are getting upset. They're, they're accusing people of really not being Christ-like or loving. When we are trying to put truth out there, we're not... Hey, listen, I, and I challenge the person, you have every right to believe differently than me. But if you accuse me of something false or putting out something false, the only thing I ask is you provide evidence. Don't just tell me the CDC says. Don't just tell me the NIH says. Show me studies that go beyond one randomized study. Because what we've done with COVID, I'll give you a perfect example of of this, Taylor. Uh, Okay, so yesterday... It was a big news that the Pfizer vaccine was approved by the FDA, right? Mm-hmm. Or was that was that two days ago? Uh, yeah, it was uh, two days ago. Now, here's what Pfizer didn't tell you. That although the FDA approved the COVID vaccine that Pfizer put out, what they approved was the one named Comirnaty, or C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y. That is the Pfizer licensed product that is approved by the FDA. When you go get your COVID vaccine, why don't you ask them the name? And if they say 
Uh, it, well, it's the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine. That's not the same vaccine. But get this. The FDA hasn't licensed any Moderna vaccine as of yet. That doesn't mean they won't today. Or any vaccine from Johnson & Johnson. Those are still emergency use. But the Pfizer BioNTech is an experimental product. And here's what it says under 21 U.S. Code 360 BBB that you have a right to refuse it. They can't force you to take it. But if you go up there and you ask them about this and they say it's the FD, here's what what the FDA did. What they did is the FDA... um, has said that you uh, that Pfizer can basically substitute they can treat the uh, BioNTech vaccine as if it's the <laughs> community vaccine. And, and so I don't know if you're following that maybe I'm not saying it clearly. Let me restate it, okay? The Pfizer community vaccine has no liability shield. The FDA-approved vaccine for adults has no liability shield. But the other one, the bio, the BN, you know, um, the BioNTech, which one, is the one they're giving, is experimental use. It does have liability shield because it's experimental. Okay, and so. When you think about that... And then so the FDA said that they could treat those two as synonymous, basically? Yeah. yeah. So here's the deal. For the next few weeks, only the emergency use authorized vaccines are going to be available for which nobody's liable. Mm. And guess what happened the next few weeks? All these school mandate deadlines are occurring. The military. Why do you think the military moved their deadline up from September 15th to now? They moved it up to, to, to now. They, they've said, no, we're going to go ahead and start doing it now. And, and the media is all crazy about the uh, FDA approval, but the FDA did not approve the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, nor any other vaccine for kids 12 to 15. And so, um, nor any booster dose. Um, so when, Somebody orders you to get the vaccine, ask them, say, hey, can I see the vial that that's in? If it says comirnaty, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y, it's licensed and approved by the FDA. If it says Pfizer BioNTech, it's an experimental product. And I just think that you need to know that, you know, that's something that they're not telling you. And why? Why wouldn't they tell you that instead of just making this big thing? It's just crazy, all this, what I call bait-and-switch kind of information mm-hmm. that's out there. Yeah, I, I would say it's done for a uh, for the optics, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So you do one thing, and you can say one thing, and then uh, and then you can also get the added benefit of that liability shield if you say, hey, we got this Pfizer vaccine that is FDA-approved, but then you're still giving the experimental. You get the best of both worlds in the hope that you uh, can get more people to get back to it. Yeah, well, F- here's the thing. The FDA acknowledged, but you haven't heard it, that Pfizer has insufficient stock of community. Mm. 
So there's a significant amount of the other vaccine still available, and they have said, the FDA, that under the emergency use, even though the biotech is unlicensed, it can be used interchangeably. Well, we are up against the break, so stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us and you are new to the program, we usually take the first segment of the day to talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. Sometimes that bleeds over uh, just depending on how much is going on. And then we get into what we are going to be discussing this week we are looking at uh, Colossians. Wait, what, what are we looking at? I keep forgetting. Wait, Ephesians wait, No, we're two. looking at Ephesians Yes, two. 11 through 22. I'm so used to talking about that we are looking at Fault Lines by Vody Bauckham and Christianity Wokeness by Owen Strand because we've been looking at that throughout the month of August, which deals with critical race theory, wokeness, um, and the social justice movement in the uh, church and how it's influence, influencing the church and how it's uh, what that dynamic is uh going on what dynamic is at play there uh this week we as i said looking are looking at ephesians 2 11 through 22 uh with that same thought in mind but we're just uh looking at this uh chapter and this are in these verses excuse me man whew, we're looking at the, that to talk about it because uh i think it's we felt like it was important to hey, well, well into what the Bible well, had to say. I, yeah i want to go back i, I do want to get into ephesians but i want to say this see pfizer and biotech this is important stuff to know because a lot of people are out there advocating for things that are still experimental and i want to bring up the nuremberg code in just a second uh but pfizer today initiated an application for full fda approval of vaccine boosters those aren't approved but they're why aren't they approved? Um, and so it says that their application draws on clinical trials of 300 participants. Hmm. 300. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm sorry. That doesn't give me a great comfort level. Does it you? No. You know, and, and people aren't talking about that at all. They're just, they're buying in. So real quick, the Nuremberg Code. After World War II, they met and they talked about what was going on to the Jewish people and other prisoners, um, and, and not just them, and throughout history, times that people have been abused where they did medical experiments on them to see what would happen. They treated the prisoners like lab rats, basically. And and so the Nuremberg Code was um, uh, codified in 1947, and they laid down 10 standards to which doctors must conform when carrying out experiments on human subjects in a new code called the Nuremberg Code. All right, and it was the ethical behavior for people post World War II, and uh, it recognizes that the risk has to be weighed against the benefit, and that unnecessary pain and suffering must be avoided, and that doctors should avoid actions that injure humans. And so, just Article One, the voluntary consent of the human is absolutely essential. Folks, the vaccines, you just heard me say, what Pfizer did, they got comirnaty, uh, comirnaty approved, but if you go in, more than likely you're getting a BioNTech uh, vaccine. Ask and see. Don't just take my word for it. Ask them what they're giving you. Uh, but according to the Nuremberg Code, you should be involved to give consent. It's called informed consent. If you don't want an experimental vaccine in your arm, you should not be mandated to take it. I don't understand why this has not gone up to the Supreme Court. I mean, I know in Indiana, but you're about to have a bunch of employees who are getting out of the military. There's a lot of people that said they're not going to take it. They're going to get out. Well, not only there, but uh, in the nursing field, there's a bunch of nurses who are not going to take it. I mean, obviously there are some who will, but there's already a nursing shortage, and you're looking at uh, high numbers of nurses saying they're not going to take it, and that should cause a, you know nurses and doctors, but uh, mostly nurses of are people that I personally know. Uh, that should cause us to you know stop and reflect that uh, the healthcare, uh, the medical profession is split on the issue. Uh, you know that should cause some alarm bells to be going off, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my uh, friends. Um, was sharing how do you kill 11 million people talking about what the Nazis did. He read a book about that, and the answer was you lie to them. Mm-hmm. And right now, I, I want you to ask your doctor why you can't get ivermectin to treat COVID. And if they tell you CDC recommends, CDC says, Ask them, what about what's going on in India where they're treating it effectively? What about in South America where they're treating it effectively? What about the doctors in America like Peter McCullough who are treating it with ivermectin? Not the horse paste. That's just a false straw argument they brought up to try to make people look like buffoons. Listen, folks, these are the same people that said Russia tried to rig our election and got Donald Trump election elected. These are the same people that said Hunter Biden's laptop was of no significance, that his trip to China with his dad was nothing. 
So you can believe what you want to believe, but I've been trained to investigate. I was trained with a million-dollar investigative background. And I'm telling you, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it swims like a duck, you're probably looking at a duck. (laughs) And so um, ivermectin has been used, and it is... This back in 2015, they said that ivermectin, um, the transformation of the endemic landscape, is entirely due to large-scale distribution of the three novel wonder drugs: artemisinin, ivermectin, and praziquantel, against malaria, filariasis, river blindness, schizo. Myasis. I mean, those those are human diseases. Those aren't animal diseases. They're talking about in humans. It's been used for a long time, just like hydroxychloroquine. Remember when everybody laughed mm-hmm. at Trump over hydroxychloroquine? And now you have all these studies that are out there. Why? Ask the question why. Why are doctors? Well, like I said, my friend in, in Tennessee was told he cannot prescribe ivermectin. Why? He's a doctor. If he thinks it's in his patient's best interest, why can't he do that? It's a political thing, and you need to understand what's going on, folks. Uh, Don't be a blind sheep following a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, and, you know, I think the bigger issue, the the more, uh, I guess, uh, scary issue for me is is how the church lines up on this. Like you're talking about that social media post, which from someone who by how they talk, they seem like they would call themselves a Christ follower and to be that, uh, antagonistic to be that hostile and to basically say, Oh, you're a false teacher. If you say this, uh, underlines the, the danger that we're in. And I think the reason that that is, is because, the worldview of most Christians is not a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to be honest about that. Most Christians have a secular humanist worldview. Yes, which, they do. Or even some probably even have socialist worldviews, and that's evidenced by the way that they were educated and brought up. Um, you know, not brought up in their households, but at, at the school. That's the type of education that they're getting. Um, and so unless you're active in combating that, that's what's going to happen. And unfortunately, we, I think a study came out, what, two days ago? 60% of 18 to 39-year-old Christians think that Jesus is not the only way to God. 60%. So 60% of those who call themselves Christians are not really Christians. And so that is the type of tension that we're seeing, and that's how I think uh, precarious our situation is, that we are going to find that people who are in the church, who you know go to the church next to you that you thought were Christians are going to betray you because they don't have a worldview that says that Christ is king. They have a worldview that, you know, is, hey, we got to live for as long as we can and and we got to enjoy life as much as possible. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but when there's nothing more to your worldview than, you know, materialism, then you're going to be held, you know, the the uh, the fear is going to hold sway with you and you're going to continue down that road like everyone else well if you look at the results from covid and Uttar pradesh in india or even in delhi when they started using ivermectin they had a sharp drop off in the number of hospitalizations and deaths that 
that's correlatory. You, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't even know if that's a word, correlatory. It, it, yeah. it correlates. Yeah. Let me say it that way. Uh, but anyway, so all that to say that as we as believers are looking at this, you, you, you know, I agree with Doug Wilson what he said. We ha- we are reaching a point, folks, where we have to, we can stand up and speak truth. And we can say, hey, uh, is it okay for you to beat a Roman citizen like this who's uncondemned, like Paul? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there was a lady arrested. You sent me this. I don't know yeah. when it was. I didn't see the date on uh, it. Did that you was see yesterday. That? Yeah. A lady was arrested not for not wearing a mask, for not wearing a mask correctly. Yeah, and she was arrested. By a police yeah. officer who had no mask on yeah. and a young one who had it down under their mouth. Yeah, and she's a radio uh, personality, so yeah, she was at a school board meeting for that her kids attend that school. But yeah, was, I bet it had more to do with the school board meeting than it did her wearing the mask. Mm-hmm. But you see how ridiculous we are. And folks, do you know when you get on an airplane, uh, whether it's Delta, United, uh, or any of these other airlines, if if they don't think you're wearing your mask right and they want to make a big deal out of it, they can get you fined. They can get you blacklisted off that plane. You give them a that's way too much power to put in the hands of people who have no medical training at all. Because we had Doctor Bridal on, who said the mask is really pointless anyway as it relates to uh, respiratory things. So this whole deal with the school and and Duval County, where they're making these kids do it, we are training our kids to yep. be faceless. Yep. And it's and you know I remember a year ago Taylor when we were looking at Japan and people were talking about it all the mask mandates will never come all the vaccine mandates will never come and now they're here and I'm just wondering what's next. Yeah, and you know what you just said there about the kids is important. We're not only training them uh, to be faceless, we're training them to be subservient and not subservient to Christ you know, King Jesus, we're training them to be subservient to the state and a state that increasingly uh, does not have mankind's best interests at heart. Uh, all right. We are up against the news break. We will be back with more after the news. Uh, I want to let you know that you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Again, you are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Radio. That was All My Hope by David Crowder. If you are just joining us, the first segment or the first half of the program, we were talking a little bit about what was going on in the news. If you missed any of that and would like to go back and listen, or you would like to listen to our other 
uh, catalog of past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. If you click on the past programs link, you'll be able to find this uh, program here in just about an hour or so, and you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs as well. Again, that's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our our podcast by searching SWAT Radio wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. Well, you know, I understand now why that guy sent me the message (laughs) he did because somebody just forwarded me a message by the head of the National Association of Evangelicals who said Jesus would take the jab and encourage others to do it. I I don't know how he can say that. Oh, I mean that that I mean you can say that about a lot of things. I mean if you want to, but that's that's a pretty broad overstatement to say it's loving. What what if it's loving if you encourage somebody to do it and they die as an adverse reaction? That's not very loving to that person when you know there have been adverse reactions that are unreported and you know information has been suppressed on social media. That's not loving to not give people a complete picture but to encourage them to do something. Listen, I'm not if you want to take the jab or you want to get the vaccine, get it. But get it, but don't make if you get it, you're protected supposedly. So don't other people getting it is not going to slow. Listen, if you go back, let's go back a year. What was the original goal of Fauci and the CDC to slow flatten the curve? Remember mm-hmm. two weeks to remember that mm-hmm. the first thing, Hey, we just got to do this for two weeks. Wear some mask distance. Don't go outside. Remember, we didn't even go outside. People didn't even go outside their houses. You couldn't go to the beach. You couldn't do anything. You stayed in. You hunkered down. That's what we were told. Then, hey, you know what? We just got to now we got to uh, get through get through the the fall and, and we'll have a vaccine. We'll get a vaccine coming and the vaccine will, uh, will cure it. Then, no, the vaccine came. And guess what? Now we have variants. Now we have boosters. And, and now you got to have boosters. And it's never going to end, folks. What Dr. Bridal said two weeks ago, COVID is going to be around for a long time, just like the flu. The flu's been around since 1918, maybe before that. But there was a pandemic in 1918. We see variants. Every year there's flu shots. I'm telling you, the only two times I've gotten the flu, I got the flu shot. (laughs) So I'm not taking the flu shot anymore. That's my choice to do that. Um, And you have a choice. If you want to take the jab, take the jab. But don't wave Jesus in front of somebody and use that. That, that's, That's legalism to do that. We live by the power of the Spirit. We live by the, it's it's a meat issue. Like from Romans, you if you feel led to do it, go get it. And if you don't, then don't. But don't berate somebody because they do or don't. That is wrong to do that. Yeah, and, you know, I think at this point you have to ask if evangelical has a meaning at all uh, anymore. Uh, but to what he said, I think when you say that Jesus would do something and Jesus would say that you need to do something, you need to be very careful because – Basically, you're you're putting your opinion on what should or should happen up to an authoritative point that, oh, this is coming from uh, the words of, of Christ. And then not only that, but if you look at 
what is loving to take the 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 jab as, as you say that is what he is saying is loving but that's not taking into the full account the full picture of what the studies have shown about the the virus for one about the mitigation strategies and about the in a, in uh the, the the bad effects of the the shot so you know i think a study just came out the other day that people who are vaccinated actually hold a higher amount of the virus in them and push it out to uh, the world because they don't get symptoms until later, until the virus is uh, reproducted up to a point where it's much more harmful to them. And, you know, you can uh, question that study all you want to. I'm not saying that, oh, I, I did the study, so I know the facts. I'm just saying that with information like that out there, to say that, oh, it is the most loving thing in the world to get the vaccine is... Now, this is coming from the NAE, yes. the National Association for Evangelicals. The same NAE that rebuked Franklin Graham, Chuck Colson, uh, Dr. Jerry Vines, who used to be the pastor at First Baptist here. You know why? Because they made a statement that condemned Islam as a violent religion. So they are clearly... I mean, that... to. to Wow, so they've been gone for a while then, is what you're telling me. Yes. Um, and and the NAE sent a letter to the president and Congress endorsing climate change, global warming, um, pressing for legislation uh, on, on the global warming thing, which that whole thing is a farce. Anyway, listen. So wait, is this... Like- there is going to be global warming when God wipes the whole earth off the felt, I mean, he's going to wipe it out of the universe uh, with heat, fire. It says that in Second Peter. It's coming. You can't prevent it. It's going to happen. That doesn't mean we mistreat the environment, but I think w- there's an obvious political agenda out there on that whole climate change things. Um, and the NAE met in Morocco back in 2008 with Muslims to talk about climate change. So, I mean, so what? What? I I don't know. I, that's those kind of things. That, um, that that sounds like a uh, just a, a liberal. Uh, they think, also think endorsed gay civil unions back in two thousand and eight. So um, yeah. So is that that's like sounds like a you know a, a far left wing of you know the Christian church quote unquote not a you know a evangelical body uh, that that doesn't sound like it's representative. Of that, that sounds like it's you know one of the the mainline uh, uh, the mainline denominations that's gone woke, right? I mean that which I just eh, no no credence to what they have to say. That they've lost any sort of yeah, sway, I, I would think. But I, I guess people are still people are still influenced yeah. by it, and that's the only reason I brought it up is, uh, and I appreciate our brother sending that in. And so, what do you do with all that? Well. Uh, you, as much as it depends on you, try to be at peace with people, but you tell them the truth. And if they get upset with you, their response is not your responsibility. You're only responsible for how you respond to them. And, you know, that carries over even into this whole issue of critical race theory. Some people are going to get very upset with you if you don't buy into the social justice movement. It's happened with my wife. Uh, when she's had conversations with people um, and people throw these false arguments out there, um, you know, and they ask questions like how many people of color do you have in your circle of friends? Like 
like you don't know, first of all, they're making a judgment based on your ideology that you don't uh, have friendships with people that are different than you. And, and so even that question lends itself to that. But I want to go back to Ephesians real quick. And we're in Ephesians 2, and you've read it every, you know, on Monday and Tuesday. But I want to go specifically to verse um, uh, verse 16, where it says, it's talking about Jesus, and he might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And the hostility he's talking about there is... There was a dividing wall of hostility between people. And in our country right now, that dividing wall is being um, at least proclaimed that it's uh, social injustice, it's it's white privilege, it's, um, you know, you don't care about people who aren't like you, and there's a dividing wall. But again, that wall that we are seeing here in our country – pales in comparison to the Jewish Gentile wall. And what Paul says is that when Jesus died on the cross, it it killed the hostility. And he came and he preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who were near, verse 17. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So what he's saying is because of Jesus, we're together. No longer separated. We were separated, but now we're together because of Jesus. We're we're in the same boat. You know, we're, we, we come to God at the foot of the cross, and it's all level ground there. There's nobody higher than another. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're all needy down there. And that's what Paul is saying. And he says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Can you imagine? I, I don't know what it was like in your house growing up, but when me and my brother fought, it did not go well with us in my dad's house. Did you experience that? Yeah. Because parents don't like fighting in their house, right? Yeah. And if you think that's the case with us on a human level, what about God on a spiritual level? What do you think it does to him when he sees people who are his? Now, I'm not talking about professors who aren't his. I'm talking about if you are his, if you are in his family. Because if you're not in his family, your values are not based on him. They're not based on Christ. Your identity is not based on Christ. Doesn't mean you can't be deceived if you're his. You can be. But if you're not his, it's going to show. Because those that are his, ultimately, their greatest desire is to be loyal to Christ, to honor him, to follow him, and to recognize that without him they have nothing. They have nothing without Jesus. He's He fulfills every promise, it says in Corinthians. Every promise is fulfilled in him. And that doesn't mean you get a beamer in your driveway or your bank accounts fat what that means is that the hostility between you and god is done away with therefore the hostility between you and your brother should be done away with and uh, 
you know, I, I just think we don't hear enough of that. And I think we got to remind ourselves of that because it's easy to get in the flesh when an injustice happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is true. All right, we are up against the break. Uh, we'd like to give a special th- thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. Make sure you stay tuned. We would love to have you call in. I will give you the number after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you That is... That chain breaker or Freedom Him? I was getting Freedom Him. Ah, I knew it. I should have said it. That is Freedom Him by Austin French. You knew what it was. Yeah, I got a uh, got nervous though. Haven't heard that one on <laughs> you know at the beginning for a while, so I had to get used to it again. Uh, welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at uh, Ephesians two, chapter eleven, verses. Or, no, at chapter two, verses eleven through twenty-two. Today is just not my day. If you would like You're to just having one of those yeah. days, aren't you? If you would like to call in and join the discussion, please do so at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And, you know, I just I want to go to Galatians 3 just for a second. At the end of Galatians 3, um, it it says in verse... um, 26, 27, 28, and 29. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. And... Again, he's just saying that if we are in Christ, we are co-heirs. We're, we're equal. There is no inequality. Now, that doesn't mean we, we don't act in ways 
I'm sure you do it. I do it in my marriage. I do it with other people. We interact on levels a lot of times where we forget this. And we live in a world, especially here on earth, that says there there are inequalities, right? I mean, there there are inequalities like in the workplace, mm-hmm. like if you're in a school system and you're a teacher, you're underneath a principal, you're underneath a, a vice principal, uh, you're underneath a school board. Um, you know, if you work in a, um, a for a company, you have the CEO and there's supervisors. And so there are structures in place here where there are inequalities that you have to live by. When I was in the Marine Corps, I had to live in a rank structure that said a colonel is a higher rank than me as it relates to the Marine Corps. But as it relates to God, we're equal. Yeah, there's no inequality in standing, but that doesn't mean that authority and uh, those things have been done away with. Exactly. And so I I just think that Paul, both in Ephesians and here in Galatians, makes it very clear that we should never look down on anyone because they come from a different ethnic background than us. They have a different skin color than us. Um, We're equal. And if they're brothers and sisters in the Lord, we are in God's family. And we should treat them that way. In fact, over in um, Thessalonians, when it talks about sexual purity, it talks about God being the avenger. Why? Because he's their father. Mm-hmm. These these women that are being abused are God's children that you're abusing there. And so, uh, I don't. I, I just think that um, we've got to remember that and. Um, if we have not honored that, we need to own it, repent, and seek to live in a way where we recognize God's authority over our life as we relate to other believers as being equal. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think that uh, it's easy for us to forget, you know, and I think, too, that, you know, we see things go on and we think, oh, you know, that is uh, not right. We want to address those. No one's saying not to address, uh, injustice when you see it, but we also have to realize that the answer to injustice is never to say that the Bible is insufficient. Mm -hmm. Right. And we should also be questioning and, and, and searching to find out what the truth is. Cause sometimes things that look like injustice aren't really injustice. You know, for example, uh, you know, the, 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 the talking point that women make less, uh, in the workforce. Well, if you look at the actual numbers, women who never leave work, who, you know, stay in work, uh, you know, don't leave because they had kids, they actually make more in some instances and in, in some fields than men do. And so it's really not an issue of women not making as much. It's an issue of women have make different life choices. And one of them is to go have kids and to raise their kids, which is a good and noble thing is what we should be encouraging uh, to happen. But on the surface, oh, that looks really bad. But when you dig deeper, you find, oh, there's more to the story than that. And the same applies with uh, a lot of what is promulgated as uh, a racist structure that we live in. Yeah. Well, um, I, um, I, I just, uh, I pray for our country. I pray that, um, the church would start to lead in this effort and not fall victim to it. 
yeah. uh, like we have seen, and that's what Vody's book talks about, Fault Lines. Uh, let it, me ask you, how do you think, because that has been the most disheartening thing for me to see the church really flail like it has, especially over the past year. How do we get the church to come together and to lead in this in this uh, instance? What, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think that we have to uh, respectfully um, um, challenge things that that go against biblical truth, and I, I think for people to buy into the social justice narrative that um, it, it 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 you know it sounds good, like Vody said, but the reality is that when you say, well, I have white privilege, what I'm saying is I'm discounting that God's sovereignty was involved with that. Mm. Because the the most important thing about what I have or don't have is not who gave it to me or who didn't give it to me. It's my skin color. Yeah. And I don't think we really are having those conversations I think the conversations are, well, we just need to be more loving and we got to be understanding. And like Bodhi said, that, and I think it's true, that those things, you're, you're being told that to honor God and his word means that you're not being understanding to people. And I think, I think it's very easy to set up victim mentalities for people that, I mean, if you look at the Jewish people, let's just get away from the color. Let's go to the ethnic group of the Jewish people who were enslaved by Israel for 400 years. What happened before they were enslaved? Who who was falsely imprisoned? Who was thrown into a pit? And what did what did Joseph say to his brothers at the end of Genesis? That God worked it together for good. Yeah, he said, "Listen, what you meant for harm, God meant for good. And so his perspective was that God was orchestrating everything for his glory for his people. Joseph was his guy, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, Joseph was his guy. So at any time, God could have intervened to kept those things from happening, but he did not he allowed him to go through everything he went through to build him up to save his people. And at the end of Genesis, uh, he says, listen, God God allowed this for his glory and to save the people. Don't be mad at yourselves because he knew what his brothers were going to do. The brothers were arguing. You knew they were, you shouldn't have done that. That's what we do. And God said, no, through Joseph, I did this. And But if you say that, Really loud, people get upset with you <laughs> in our culture right now. Yeah, yeah. It's easy for you to say that. Why? Not because you have it easy, because you're a white person. That's what is being promulgated. And Vody and I were talking about that, that that's a false, uh, it, it, it really is a false argument for people of God to buy into. Yeah, and, and to argue in that way that you just described as disingenuous, and that's not really looking to come to a co- you know any sort of common understanding uh, that's looking to basically silence and say, no, my way is the correct way. And uh, it's just, for me, you know, I asked you that question because I'm just trying to wrap my head around, you know, 
what uh, can be done. And the way that it's, it's seeming to me is that, you know, the whole generation is, you know, as far as uh, the church body goes, God can redeem it. But we, I think, need to look at bringing up a generation of particularly young men who are stout in their faith and who are ready to go out and make war, uh, you know, not I mean, I'm not saying like go kill people. I'm saying go out and uh, and not be afraid of not being called of being called not nice, right? Well, I want I want to go back to Joseph's statement because I think that is a great uh, place for us to kind of camp out a little bit and talk about. Uh, I know we're out of time today, but he says in Genesis Genesis fifty twenty, uh, he says, well nineteen, uh, he says, don't fear for I am in, am I in the place of God. As for you, you meant evil against me. He didn't release them for the responsibility of what they had done. You notice that? Mm -hmm. He says, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So don't fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And that was before Jesus went to the cross. You know that, yeah. that, but that was Joseph under the influence of God, saying, "You meant it for harm, but God ultimately had good in store for His people, and He recognized that He was a small cog in a bigger machine." Yeah. Whereas our perspective today is, it's all about me. I'm the machine. This is a this is a cog that's messing up my machine. Right. Instead of us seeing ourselves as a cog. And God's machine. And also, is God sovereign or not, right? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves and that uh, this is bringing to light about how people uh, believe. All right. That's the end of the day. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual